first, let's talk a little Hawks basketball. The legendary voice of the Atlanta Hawks is Steve Holman, and he is kind enough to join us now. And we thank you so much for coming back to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame ceremony last weekend. It was great to see you. Well, thank you, Bill. It was great to see you and great to see everybody. I mean, I just think it's one of the uh, fantastic events that uh, that we have every year in this state. And uh, I, anytime I can be there with the schedule allowing it, I'm always going to be there because uh, I just am so appreciative of being in the Hall of Fame and 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 just it's a it's a hoot for me to go see all the guys that are that are there and uh, you know just kind of mingle with everybody and uh, have a few cocktails and hear the stories and. You know, uh, I got to sit with Pete Cox, who's 91 years old this week, and uh, we had a great time. <laughs> That's great. No, it was a, a great weekend for sure, and it was uh, always a great class. Can't wait to see who will be going in next year, but it's great to have you in there and have you there every year that you can make it, as you said. All right, let's 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 talk about, uh, first of all, the game last night. Um I know it was not a great outcome, obviously. Hell of a game, though. I mean, my gosh, it was like, boy, why haven't we had the chance to watch the Wizards and the Hawks earlier than this? But entertaining as heck, but uh, they couldn't stop Bradley Beal, could they? No, I mean, he had a season high last night. I think it was 37 points, and, you know, they just couldn't stop him down the stretch. Uh, I think they went on a 17-5 to run in that fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder's first game, I think he got a look uh, pretty much at what we would say, I guess, is a, a that game was kind of a microcosm of our season. Uh, you know, a, a game that uh, had a ten point lead at one time, and uh, he, as Trey himself said after the game on the post game uh, news conference, he said, "You know, I've got to do a better job at closing out games." And I think that's one of the things that Quinn Snyder will bring to the table. Uh, I think you know, once he gets hands on here a little bit, and he had a full practice today, he's going to have another full practice tomorrow. Uh, so it works out pretty well, I think, that we have two days before our next game. Uh, you know, and then we go on this, this road trip that's going to be very tough, uh, two in Miami, two in Washington. And I think by the time uh, we come to a week from Friday, uh, you know, we're going to have a pretty good idea of, of where we're going to finish in this thing. Absolutely, no doubt. So what, what were your impressions of Quinn Snyder before all of this happened? As you watched him in Utah for eight years, what do you think about him? Well, you know, first of all, he was here, you know, for a year. Uh, he was here with Bud, yeah. Bud for one year before he got that Utah job. So uh, I was able to get to know him, you know, pretty well during that year. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, – he, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a great basketball mind. Uh, not only a basketball mind, but he's really like a, uh, you know, high IQ uh, type of uh, intellectual type, you know, thinker. I would refer to him as a thinker, I guess. Uh, you know, and he's, he's, uh, he just brings all of that to the table and he, he can listen, he can teach, he can coach. So I think all of those things together are going to be a very good positive for the Hawks, uh, not only the rest of this 20 games, but, you know, looking down the line in the future with him, uh, and, and you know, Kyle Corver was the one who made the connection with him because Kyle was here when, when Quinn was here in 2014. So uh, immediately he and Landry Fields, you know, reached out to to Quinn as soon as the, you know, the opening was there. And, uh, you know, he was receptive to it. And, uh, you know, it worked out nicely because he would have been very sought after during the summer. So I think it worked out great. And and it's it's a bonus that he gets to look at this team for 20 games. So he'll have a lot to do uh, this summer with what 
you know, the personnel stuff is. He's going to have a good voice in that, along with Landry and Kyle and the rest of the the, uh, the scouting staff and Tony and Jamie. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's something that's really, it's a positive that he's going to be here for 20 games. I hope it works out that we make it into that number six spot before it's all over with to try to avoid the play-in. But, uh, you know, either way, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a very good positive that he's here. You know, it's not easy for a guy who is a college coach to make the transition to the NBA. I know, you know, 20 years ago we had Lon Kruger, a great guy who struggled with that a little bit, Steve. But Quinn had some issues at Missouri. And then I, I think it's a great story because you got to give the man credit for going from being the head coach of Missouri, having a, an issue there at the end, and then going to the NBDL before being an assistant coach, including with Atlanta with Mike Budenholzer, as you mentioned, and, and, and kind of reinventing himself. As a, yeah. Had a G League stint, too. Yeah. So that was you know very helpful for him. So, so, so he, like you're talking about, he didn't really make the jump you know, directly from college to the pros, right. which, as you mentioned, is very tough. And it was, you know, it's, and it's been proved that no matter who the coach is, you know, Calipari, Patino, none of them have been able to really succeed. No. Uh, Tar- Tarkanian, you know, came into the San Antonio <laughs> situation. Uh, and it's, it's generally not worked out for these college coaches. But Quinn took that route where he went, you know, to the minor leagues, then became an assistant coach. And then he was ready to jump right in uh, at Utah, and he had very successful seasons there. Um, you know, I think he got, after eight years, he decided he wanted to spend time with his family, and he did that. And, uh, you know, he said he was very happy to be able to take his kids to school every day and do that kind of thing. And, and now he's ready to jump back in with both feet. Yeah, it's really interesting story, I think, for him to have that have that journey along the, the coaching uh uh, carousel there all right so um jason walker and i were talking yesterday on the show about you know what what can he see when he looks at this team and steve the main thing that pops out for me i like your thoughts on it is look he's known according to kyle corver and we heard chandler parsons on the podcast earlier this week talking about the fact you know he's known as an offensive guy uh, there's a lot of offense on this team so he's got to be real curious as to what his thought process can can create with the the people that are in place here. Will he be able to do that in twenty games, or is he just going to go with the flow and then make the changes going into next year? How do you think this is going to kind of unfold with him? Well, he he was hands on last night coaching. Uh, there were a couple times down the stretch he let Joe Prunty draw up a couple of plays when it got close at the end. Right. Uh, you know, he said he's going to lean on Joe quite a bit and the assistant coaches uh, because they've been here you know all year and seen everything. Uh, but he's going to add his own little t- twists and touches to everything. And I, like I said earlier, I think the fact that he's going to have two full practices today and tomorrow, uh, I think that's a big plus that he can put some of his stamp on this thing and uh, and get us rolling into the weekend and then into those games in Miami and uh, Washington. So uh, I think there is a, is a good chance that he can make a big impact in this last 20 games. And it's also a great opportunity for him to evaluate what, what he sees uh, on this team, uh, because they they're going into the summer, they've got a lot of a lot of things they could do, a lot of maneuverability with contracts and salary cap and things like that. So, uh, I think, uh, as I said earlier, he's going to have a good uh, a big say in the personnel things. I think that was one of the one of the things that they talked about when he took the job with with Landry and Kyle. And uh, so, I think this twenty game 
He's gonna, and last night he also said he hadn't slept all night because he watched film all night, you know, tape all night. <laughs> so, you know, he's diving into this both feet. So I think it's going to be great. Um, I really like him. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's a good uh, communicator with players. Uh, I think that's one of the things that he's going to really bring to the table is that he can relate to these younger guys a little bit and uh, be able to talk to them. He's already had, you know, a lot of – like hands-on conversations with him at shoot around yesterday and, and right. at the practices. And I think that's going to be one of the great things, the, the communication factor with Quinn. Steve Holman is our guest, the radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks. Russ and I were talking yesterday about the fact that, you know, look, there's there's talent on this team. That's what has been so frustrated, frustrating about them lingering around the 500 mark. We know they're better than this. And, and, I mean, it's about the pieces that come together for a team. But, I mean, individually, they're they're 10 deep. They can really play. But it's just like something's been missing all, all year. And it's like, well, Quinn, can you find it? Because there's talent yeah, there. It, you, it, I, I hear you talk about it every game on the radio about how talented this group is. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you're right. There's a lot of talent there. Uh, they just have to figure out the chemistry thing, I think. Uh, and and uh, hopefully Quinn can do that these last 20 games and, uh, you know, there have been so many games this year that, that they've come so close to winning that they didn't. And and look at how close we are right now to that sixth spot. I think, what, three games out in the loss column. And, and you start looking back at the season, and, you know, one of the things in the NBA, they always say, don't look back, you just look ahead because there's a game every night almost. Uh, but you look at the three games that they lost to Charlotte. Uh, you, you look at, like, the 10 or 11 games that they had 10-point leads in and lost, like last yeah. night. So if you could take, let's say, one of the Charlotte games and let's say out of the 11 that they lost leads of 10 or more and say even three of those, there's your four games, then you'd be in number six spot right now. So it's it's that close to happening. So I think that, that Quinn could hold the key to, to making it happen. When you look at this Eastern Conference right now, how, how do you kind of – uh, look at this horse race as far as how this is going to shake out. I mean, there's some really good teams we know, and Atlanta could be one of them. But how how what, kind of put the Hawks in in comparison to these other teams at the top, and how how they can compete with them? Well, I mean, the, the, you know, there's a, a line after probably you know Milwaukee's won 15 in a row now. Last night they won their right. 15th straight. You know, the Celtics have been very good all year. Uh, I don't expect them to, to step back any at all. Uh, you start looking down the five, six, seven, Cleveland, uh, you know, then, then Brooklyn and, and the Knicks and the Knicks, you know, they've, they've had, they've kind of overachieved this year, I think, but you look at their schedule down the stretch, they've got a West coast trip still coming. It's going to be very tough for them. And I think they have two or three games with Miami, two of them in Miami. So that could, you know, uh, twist. And then you look at the Brooklyn Nets, the team that the Hawks beat on Sunday, you know they're they're starting to come back to the pack now without Irving and Durant, and uh, you know that the, they may come back and slide. So there's opportunity, you know, for the Hawks to to move up into that number six spot, and and not saying that they can't advance from the the play-in tournament because they did it last year. The problem with that is that when you're in that play-in tournament, it's you know you're playing a game seven every night. So we had to play two game sevens last year the one against Charlotte, and then you go into Cleveland and win and make it in as the number eight seed and then have to play Miami last year. And, you know, they, they were kind of out of gas by the time that happened. So you really want to try to avoid it. 
But if you have to be in the play-in, at least it gives you the opportunity to make it into the, the regular tournament. I was just looking at the Hawks' schedule. Man, you're right. That that road trip next week, two at Miami and two at Washington, they're doing that more now in the NBA. Boy, that could that could determine it right there. Yeah, I think, the, you know, and we had another one with, my, with uh, Washington coming up, too, at the beginning of April. They play mm-hmm. the Bulls at the beginning of April, too. Uh, they're playing at the end of the season. They're playing the Celtics on the last day. And, you know, the Celtics may have everything clinched by then, and we may see their G League team, you know, on that game. And if it's a big game for the Hawks, let's hope that's the case, that, uh, you know, if it comes down to that last game of the season. So, uh, it, you know, it's it, it, all, I mean, you look at the schedules, and you look at this team and that team, and but then it comes down to what you do yourself. You know, and the sure. Hawks know that. They know that they're, you know, that they've kind of got it in their own hands now, and uh, they're not looking back at what previously happened and what could have been. Uh, they just look ahead now and, uh, you know, and say, why not? Absolutely. No question about it. And a couple of years ago, it obviously worked when they had a new voice, and hopefully it will this year as well. The early returns from what the players are saying. I love what the players are saying. That That's a really good, good I think, response. I mean, they, they've not thrown Nate McMillan under the bus, but I think they have – at least had the opportunity to welcome Quinn and because this is unusual I can't remember the last time this has ever happened where you have a coach take over that's not an interim that just doesn't happen does it no it's really unusual and that's why I I, you know it was it was lucky for the Hawks that he was available the way he was because he would have had a whole bunch of people knocking at his door this summer after the season ended but one thing about Quinn I mean the players do you know they enjoy the fact that he's talking to them and communicating with them uh, but, uh, you know, they, they have to realize, too, that he's he's like a no BS guy. You know, he's not going to he's not going to be buffaloed by these guys at all uh, if they don't come to the table with everything, uh, you know, ready to go every night. Because he said preparation is one of the biggest things for him. He wants every he wants to be prepared. He wants everybody else to be prepared. And I think that, that he's going to be hands on with that right from the right from the top to the bottom of this team. That's great. That's great. Can't wait to see how it works out for sure. Steve, thank you so much, as always, for your time. We always love having you on the program, and we will be listening to you tomorrow night. Or, I'm sorry, Friday night. night. (laughs) Yeah, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Well, tomorrow night you can listen to me. I'm going to be at the Roswell Rotary tomorrow. So, (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a recorder. We'll play it on Friday just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. right. Well, thank you.